It's a new season, so we're back. Armchair Managers Podcast, Season 2, here for the next season. I'm here with my co-host Dan Newton. Hello. And I'm Ross Evans. Got plenty to catch up. It's been a long six months of lockdown. Hope you're keeping yourselves healthy, fit and well. Let's get into the show. Right, I guess we better start with catching up on the last six months of footballing action. It's been a hectic football schedule. Yeah, better catch up on everything we missed after we kind of closed down everything else. You could say we locked down. Uh, We could say that, yeah. I wouldn't, but... uh... Okay, cheers. Um, (laughs) I think I'm tired of that word, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Obviously, the pandemic has had a big effect on football. We have seen all the Premier League football, Champions League, Europa League, every, every league in between, all crammed into a short space. Constant, constant games... Um, changes to rules that sort of thing and it finished up with Liverpool winning the Premier League yeah which was always expected yeah it was yeah I think they probably could have ended the season early and I don't think much would have really changed no um, I'm glad they did finish it and I mean Liverpool didn't really play as well as they did at the start of the season but I think everyone would agree they were worthy champions really yeah they they wrapped up that title well before lockdown hit didn't they yeah definitely I think everyone in the league knew it was a battle for second place yeah it it was only really the race to the top four between sort of Leicester Chelsea and Man United which was the most interesting part and obviously the relegation battle but yeah yeah, it, so, it was pretty done and dusted before lockdown. Oh, yeah, so the final standings for the top four, for those of you who may already have forgotten, Liverpool champions, Man City in second, Manchester United in third, and Chelsea just sneaking in fourth place, with Leicester dropping down to fifth. Yeah. Are you surprised to see Man United and Chelsea battle the way back to the top four? Uh, I am, yeah. I'm more surprised with how Leicester dropped off, really. I think that, that yeah. was more the story. It wasn't how good Chelsea United were, it was how poor Leicester were for sort of second half yeah. of the season. They certainly seem to lose momentum. Yeah, I'm not really sure what it was because, I mean, Vardy still scoring goals, but they just couldn't seem to grind out the results they needed. Yeah, and I mean, got to say about Chelsea, Christian Pulisic since lockdown was looked special, didn't he? Yeah, he looked like a really good player. I think he's got a really exciting season going forward. Yeah. Especially with the new signings Chelsea's got, but we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah, it's it. He really did look. Good. He carried that team at points. Yeah, during the, Captain America. Captain America. It's he. He's, he looks a talent, doesn't he? He really does look like. Do you, some say he's already ready to fill Hazard's boots. Yeah, I mean, of everyone in that team right now that we've seen play, obviously they've got a bunch of new signings, but he definitely looks the closest to taking that team to the next level and being a really like a leader for them I know we like joke around Captain America but yeah he is like a, a player that you can really he'll put your team on your back and carry you through yeah at least the way he was playing at the end of last season yeah and Manchester United as well after a rocky season quite stopped Sarty seems to continue that momentum they built up just before football was put on hold yeah um, to back you know, hold, get in third place, Champions League football, which is what they wanted. Um, do you think that they can continue that sort of form in the next season? Because yeah. you know, Bruno Fernandes still looks... Yeah, he's a quality, quality player. player. I, I think I'm right in saying that after lockdown, United were probably the, the best team in the country. I think they picked up the most points. 
Yeah. I think I'm right on that anyway. And I mean, obviously, if they continue that way into this season, I would definitely bank on them getting top four. Yeah. Don't think they'll get the title yet. Depends on no. what Liverpool and Man City do, obviously. Yeah. But they are night and day from where they were at the start of last season. Yeah, they look like a more cohesive unit. Some of those players that you would have considered a top top player maybe three or four years ago seem to have a bit of that form back. Matic, for example, actually looks like a footballer again. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he seems to have maybe almost gained back a yard of pace he lost and he wasn't turning like a bus anymore. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what's happened to him. Really. You're, you're quite right. He's really turned back the years, at least yeah. that little period after lockdown. So interesting to see if they're going to be able to hold on to that. Yeah, you hope so. I think everyone wants to see a really competitive league the yeah. last sort of two or three seasons. It's been pretty much Man City, Liverpool. But yeah. if you want to see your Chelsea United competing as well and have a proper race for the title. Yeah, and and you have to say with City absolute drubbing that they handed to Liverpool was it five I think it was five in the end yeah five I, I don't know five. if they had one disallowed or not I believe they did so five, I mean, putting five past the runaway runaway league champions is ridiculous yeah well it just goes to show how they kind of underperformed last season yeah I think everyone would probably agree that on their day they're probably the best team in England yes. it's just I think they Dropped a lot of points last season that they shouldn't have yeah. against lesser teams. And the depth they have in that in that squad as well, you know, Foden looks so oh, it's a young player coming up. He he's ready for the Premier League easy. Yeah, definitely. You know, they have no Bernardo Silva. They've got Riyad Mahrez. Yeah. Um, they have lost David Silva to Real Sociedad. How much of a loss do you think he'll be for next season? Um, I think he will be a big loss because he, he was still playing to a really high level. Yeah. And obviously, uh, I mean, I don't know what he's like in the dressing room, but a player of that kind of experience is definitely yeah. a leader. And we talked about how they missed company this yeah. season, or sorry, last season. I don't know if David Silva would have the same effect leaving as well. Yeah. But, you know, I think they have brought in some good replacements. Yeah. And with Ferran Torres, I believe this, an exciting young player. Yeah, I think he's got the same shirt number as Silva. Which yeah. doesn't really mean anything, but uh, maybe he's kind of there to take his yeah, role. Yeah, maybe sort of big boots to fill if that is the case. But there's you well, think that... very little boots. He's a very <laughs> small man. <laughs> you would think that perhaps Foden was the man to fill that role. Yeah, definitely, he's more in in kind of the mold of David Silva, yeah. and I think that's probably why they haven't sort of blooded Foden in. Yeah, a couple of seasons before is because of how well David Silva was playing. Yeah, I don't think he's a bit of a mentor for him. Yeah, and you know we can. It's finishing off with the champions in top four Liverpool we sung their praise all season did take another loss to Arsenal yeah they did and as well as we aforementioned City drubbing um, which did hurt a bit as a, <laughs> as a proud Liverpool fan I'm um, sure it did <laughs> they didn't look fantastic well they, they hadn't looked fantastic lockdown. for a little while I think even a yeah. couple of games before lockdown the Watford loss they yeah. haven't really performed at the same level they did at the very start of the season Yeah, I'm not quite sure why but you get the feeling that if they continue to play the way they are that yeah. they're, they're not going to be champions again this year Yeah, so I do think they really need to sort themselves out and yeah. take themselves back to the level they were at for a team that's been praised as sort of a mentality monster it is was surprising to see what them play average 
yeah, football very with, average. with sparks the players they have. Yeah. Very average. Yeah. But I think you could see that difference between, say, Liverpool and City, that Liverpool perhaps don't quite have that strength and depth. Oh, definitely. I think everyone would agree that's their biggest weakness. Yeah. It's the players they have coming off the bench that aren't as good as the first 11. Yeah. And do you think that if they recruit well over the summer, they've obviously already signed uh, Kostas Simikas from Olympiakos. Uh, Eleven yeah. million pound. It's thing, like that. I, I think I think because they sold Lovren to um, since then it's Saint Peter's. Yeah, ten million deal. Yeah, so I think it was pretty much his fee then paid for um the new left back, who's obviously going to be covered for Robertson. Yeah, I can't, um, I can't really see him getting in ahead of Robertson. He's probably no. the left best left back in the Premier League. Yeah, you'd you'd think so. It's, it'd be take a lot to shift him at the moment, especially with the system that Liverpool play. And yeah, Robertson uh, fits it so well. Him and Trent well. are so fundamental yeah. to everything. And. Speaking of Liverpool, it's gone Community Shield. Did you watch it? Yeah, game? I did. Yeah, I, I watched it because you reminded me we were going to yeah. do this, so I probably wouldn't have otherwise. But uh, I'm, I'm glad I did because it was a good game. Yeah, oh, let's talk about that Aubameyang goal first. You know, Arsenal who finished eighth in the Premier League d- didn't have a great season. Really ropey, changing managers, and you could just see Arteta's system coming in at the end of the season. But they looked like a they, they looked good really team. good. I was really impressed with them, and like yeah. you said, it was a really great finish by Aubameyang. Yeah, they, the whole play started out from the back. Yeah, played through and go out to Saka, who played a wonderful ball it, over to incredible, him. Incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, incredible I, I think Saka is probably one of my favorite players in the Premier League right now. Yeah, Just the way he plays and his, his way to pass and his vision doesn't look brilliant. Doesn't look phased, does he? He's no, only well, he's, nineteen. Is he nineteen now? He's. I was always amazed by how young he is. Yeah, it's he's he looks comfortable. And the boy doesn't seem phased. Um, obviously, a great assist. Um, Liverpool did equalise in that game. Um, they did, yeah. Minamino getting his first goal. First goal for Liverpool. Suspicions of handball. Well, I, I watched it a couple of times, and I I thought it hit Cedric's arm. If anyone's. Mm. I'm not sure it bounced off Salah's like chest and under him, but uh, yeah, I think I think it was a goal. I think it should have stood. Yeah, from what I saw anyway. And VAR did get it right for once. Yeah, which is an, an odd thing to <laughs> I say. I haven't missed talking about VAR. No. let me tell you. <laughs> um, which is good that we saw it used minimally. Yeah, um, I can't really think of any other situation in the game where it was used. No, it's but of course finished on penalty shootout. Yeah, with a uh, young Rian Brewster. Missing the crucial penalty for Liverpool. Yeah, and there's, there's been a bit of talk around him at, for pre-season now. He's been quite impressive. Um, scored a couple of nice goals. So, I mean, it really clattered it onto the crossbar, didn't he? He did, yeah. Well, the thing is, if it was a couple of inches lower, we're talking about what a great penalty. But yeah. Obviously, he missed it and it cost him the game. But, you know, he's a young player. You're going to make mistakes like that. Yeah. Especially in, like, a big moment of a penalty shootout. But, um, you know, I think Liverpool will stick by him. Yeah, he'll be a good squad option this year, much like Harigi is. Yeah, and I think we've also just got to give a mention to Harvey Elliott referring to the Community Shield as a McDonald's trophy. <laughs> now, I didn't know he said that, but uh... I believe it is technically counted as a major honour. It is. Well, the Community Shield has always been one of those where. If you win it, it's a major honour. If you lose, it's a glorified friendly. You know, yeah. And that's what always every fan says about it. Um, you know, it is what it is. Did you I, see that same sort of energy when Liverpool won the Club World Cup or the UEFA Super Cup, where there's that same attitude of, yeah, oh, we don't like your team. It's just a glorified friendly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
do you think those these smaller competitions? Do you think they need to maybe have a little more respect put towards them, um, or is it really just a case of it? It really is a. Cool I think stuff friendly. like the, the Club World Cup should do because that that is a proper tournament. You know, you yeah. play against some really good teams, and it is really competitive. But I think you know the UEFA Super Cup and the Community Shield, they they aren't as competitive as other trophies. I think we'd mm. all agree, but yeah. It's like you'd rather win it than not win it, wouldn't you? Yeah, because the Super Cup. I mean, if you, it's the winner of the Champions League versus the winner of Europa League, it's it's a European version of the Community Shield. Yeah. So, I th- but with you know, you could say arguably the two best European teams in those respective competitions. Well, I say arguably, of course, are the best teams in those yeah. European competitions. But um, do you think referring to it as a glorified friendly is harsh? Uh, maybe a little bit harsh. Do, do you think? Do you think these teams that just to just say, be able to say, you know what, trophy's a trophy, we're going to win it, and if you lose, you should be taking that as hard as losing out on let's say an FA Cup final or a Champions yeah. League final. Uh, personally, I don't. I don't think it is as big as an FA Cup or a Champions League, but you know, as I said earlier, you want to win as many trophies as you can, no matter what people think of them. Yeah. You want to get into that kind of um, feeling of winning, the regularity of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, speaking of winning trophies, I think I've got to say that Chelsea are looking like with the signings they've made so far this summer, they're really making up for that missed transfer window, and they look like a team that could win something. Their squad yeah. depth it looks frightening. Yeah, definitely the amount of quality they've brought in this year. I mean, I think their squad is as good as anyone right now. Yeah. Obviously, it depends how players adapt to the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, let's look at who they've signed already. They've got Timo Werner. Yep. Hakim Ziyech and from Ajax they've got Thiago Silva confirmed on a free yeah. Kai Havertz is potentially potentially yeah I think more most likely going to sign for them yeah they, they I, think, I believe they've got a couple more haven't they yeah they've got a couple they've brought a couple of centre-backs as well yeah um, so what are you, a couple of young centre-backs one from Mal- Barcelona Malang Saar and as Malang well. Saar as well free agent I believe they've loaned him back out yeah I think that's the plan I, I don't know where he's gone yet but he's definitely going to Get loaned out and play for a first team. From what I hear, he's, next year. he's a quick, pacey centre back. He's also strong in the air. Had a decent season in league on. Yeah. With Nice, um, and he could he could be good. He could be. A yeah. Nice okay. Every player they sign looks like a good signing. Yeah. You know, I can't think there's any duds in there really. Do you th- do you think there's still going to be a time where they replace Kepa? Um, potentially I think I had Petr Cech talking today that, that they're backing Kepa but there is that situation of yeah. they could get another goalkeeper in Yeah, and I think I mean I, I like Kepa but I don't necessarily like him because he's a good goalkeeper I like him because he's, he's entertaining he's a yeah. bit mad um, I think maybe they could do with someone else in there Yeah, you know like a, a real like an old black someone like that yeah because they, they have been linked with old black um, with the rumour is with Kepa going the other way okay. um, to Atletico but I want to talk about Thiago Silva signing 35 years old free transfer Yeah, it's generally considered that the Prem's a faster league and a bit more physical Thiago Silva as we know is world class centre half has been for many years but at 35 do you think it might be a case that he gets a little bit found out in the pace of the Premier League um, potentially I mean I think He's probably just there for for the year, I think. I can't see him playing for like two or three, so I think maybe they'll hope that he's got one really good year left in him and then sort of move on from there to one of the younger players they've brought in. Yeah. But I, th- I think he should be fine for this season. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's still a name that you see on the team sheet and you think, oh, this is going to be yeah. a I tough mean, game. He was playing in the Champions League final, so... Yeah, <laughs> played Champions League he's final. He's clearly still got something about him. Yeah, he, 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 he's experienced head, head on the shoulders and maybe you see with someone like John Terry who lost a bit of pace as his career gone to his the twilight of his career but his positional sense and his awareness just covered that largely yeah yeah definitely I, I think quite rightly it'll probably be the same for Thiago Silva yeah I've got to hope so for Chelsea's sake haven't you yeah <laughs> speaking of Thiago Silva and Chelsea obviously with PSG in the final it was did you expect PSG to win that game or were you expecting the Bayern um, win I think I expected Bayern to win I think most people did yeah. After what they did to Barcelona earlier on, it was shocking. It was ridiculous, really. I mean, we'll we'll get back onto the final in a second. But speaking of that game, do you think it was a case of Bayern were really that good, or Barca were awful? I think a bit of both. I think I mean we saw Bayern beat Tottenham. What was it, seven one earlier in the yeah. competition? So I think they're a team where if you do maybe you're not at 100%, you let them play a little bit, they will take you apart and yeah. they'll be ruthless. Like they, yeah. they don't care, you know, they're not going to stop, stop it 4-0. Yeah. They're going to put as many past you as they can. Yeah, well, then they showed that, didn't they? They destroyed what has been one of the greatest uh, club sides in recent memory. Yeah. And it was really... It was almost painful to watch. It, it was kind of hard to watch a little bit because you saw all these great players like like Jared Piquet at the back and he's just being torn apart by these new sort of young Bayern players and it's yeah. I mean it's great to see from a Bayern perspective because yeah. you think that team their age of the players as well they're going to be around for a couple of years at the top of the game yeah and Lewandowski was he just gets he just gets better with age yeah kind of robbed out of the Ballon d'Or yeah they said they weren't going to do it this year but I think we'd all agree he's probably been the best player in Europe well you, you've got to say so and haven't you that you know he's won everything he could win um, yeah. top score in the league it, it would have to be him you'd have no yeah, other choice yeah definitely um, but then back into the final against PSG it was a bit of a chat that Neymar and Mbappe were quite quiet in that game kept yeah quite Mbappe had a couple of chances maybe didn't take them as well as yeah. he should have you might look back at that with some regret but yeah. I think it was, it was a decent game PSG didn't play too badly, but no. They, when you don't take your chances, you know Bayern yeah. will punish you. And uh, Bayern's young fullback Alfonso Davies did pretty well. Yeah, dealing with the pace player. of Mbappe, he, you know, Mbappe looked almost like a regular sprinter. Yeah, <laughs> compared to Davies, they were neck and neck for pace. Probably the only player that could outpace him in the yeah. world. I think. Yeah, it's it's insane, isn't it? How is his rise oh yeah completely yeah. over the last couple of years he's gone from what was he playing in the MLS to now yeah. the Champions League winner yeah a couple, couple of years it is it's mad isn't it um, but there's some other big shocks in the Champions League as well um, namely Man City losing to Leon. Um Pep Guardiola for some reason changed his lineup, changed his team from a system he knew Worked that he'd been playing most of the season, and he changed to this new formation with players in slightly different roles yeah. and different duties. Well, they, they tried to match up with Leon, didn't they? I think yeah. they went three at the back to try to sort of match them man to man. Yeah, and he, he's, he's done this quite a lot, Pep, where he kind of tinkered with things that come up with finals or semi finals, and it's just 
it's very strange because he's clearly a brilliant manager but yeah of the quality they have you would think they would just go we know what we can do we're just going to play our game because yeah. we know we can play it to the best ability that we have and it's going to be better than what any other team can do and with the players that Man City have uh, De Bruyne um, Sterling Foden the, the pace they have as from the full backs um, David Silva who's talking about even the players who are out injured like Aguero um, you, you know you've got Mares coming off the bench mm. who all fit into that system so well you've built a team around the system why he changed it I'm, I'm not sure his reasoning yeah I, I don't know to be honest I think I'll probably regret changing it a little bit because I think if they do play the normal way they probably win that game yeah I mean gotta give credit to Leon though didn't you? yeah they battled hard you know yeah and uh they maybe got a bit lucky with the Sterling miss. Yeah. Which kind of... How? Yeah. How? <laughs> it was one of those where, like you said, how like, how has he missed yeah. that? He's been such a good finisher this year. You can see why Kane didn't swear it to him. Yeah, that's it's all over Twitter this yeah, the game. It's, it's... But City didn't... I think maybe City were a bit disrespectful towards Leon. I think they thought that game was going to be easier... Well, I think maybe they showed them a bit too much respect by changing the system and trying to go up against them and copy them, really. Mm. I think if they were a bit more arrogant and tried to play their own game, maybe they would have won it. Potentially, yeah. It's, you know... Do you think that lockdown and the way the Champions League was being played out was potentially had an effect as well? Or do you Um, think we would have seen that more? I don't know. Obviously, we do it in one leg instead of two yeah. it makes it easier to have shocks like that and I think maybe over two legs Man City would have come back Yeah, but um, in the circumstances I actually quite liked it just the one-off matches Yeah, I don't think they'll do that again next year I think they'll go back to two legs but uh, yeah. no I don't, I don't think they could blame it on that you know in any other cup competition you know they wouldn't be talking about oh well if we had a second leg we would have done it because that's not how it works Yeah, you know they knew what they were going into yeah it's it's a weird one that it's you don't expect a team like City to come, but they've been doing it in the Premier League. Had been doing it before lockdown, but that was really awful, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you know, they'll be very disappointed. Yeah, because that's the one thing that they want more than anything is the Champions League. Yeah, but I guess that means they'll be coming back stronger with this season coming, seeing as their ban was lifted. Yeah, yeah, they'll be back in. What What do you think of that? I mean, look, I'm I'm not a lawyer. I'm, I'm I you know I don't know the ins and outs of everything that's gone on. But uh, look, if they if they've been found not guilty or they've decided they're not going to be punished with that, then it is what it is. Uh, as I understand it, when they took it to the court of arbitration for sport, they were found guilty of not cooperating, and that's yeah. where the punishment came from. It wasn't so much the, the court of arbitration didn't find them guilty of fraud or the financial fiddling that they've yeah. been accused of but rather being uncooperative with uh, UEFA officials so they refuse to provide certain data with slow and lethargic in providing certain things so still a hefty fine by any football club standards except Manchester City yeah it's like a couple of clubs in the world that you know your PSGs your Man City's where fines not yeah. really a punishment <laughs> should have been Newcastle but <laughs> um would you have expected the ban to be upheld? Um, I mean, potentially, but I mean, I'll be honest. I, the the ban was kind of just funny for me. I thought it was kind yeah. of a funny thing. Like, 
like a, you spend all that money to get the Champions League, and then you get banned from it. But uh, yeah, look from a footballing point of view, I think we all want to see the best teams in Europe play. Yeah, and Man City are one of the best teams, so I'd rather have them in it and competing yeah. than not. Do you think it kind of undermines financial fair play as a whole, though? That it's kind of peak? I think everything about modern football undermines financial fair play. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if Man City aren't the only team doing it, I'm sure there's plenty of others. Yeah, well, I mean, for example, with the Champions League, one of the draws being the money you can make off TV revenue, uh, sponsorships. Yeah. I'm assuming there's a rather large prize for winning it. Yeah. Um, Again, by any other st- club standard except Man City, for them it's probably pocket change. But it's as a Liverpool fan, it did hurt a bit. I won't lie. Um, <laughs> yeah. A team that, as far as I'm concerned, were guilty of cheating a system, and um, maybe not for other top four, top six teams. You know, your Liverpool's, your Uniteds, your Chelseas, which all have massive revenue streams because they are the biggest, some of the biggest clubs in the world. But for teams like, you know, we've talked about them on the podcast before, Sheffield United, who don't have that big. Yeah, I mean, uh, from that point of view, it, it would have been great to get someone like that into the Champions League. Or yeah, I think they would have gone Even into Europa Leicester, League. Yeah, or Leicester. Know, yeah. Still, still not. Despite a title win and being up and around the top four, top six for the last few years. Maybe still not considered. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think people would threat. say that. I mean, we did see them throughout a the European season. team, really. Yeah. And um, but I mean, they've got themselves to blame this year. They should have finished in the top four. I don't think those yeah. teams can really complain too much. Yeah. You know? Um. It's. It's been a weird season. That's the only way it's to say. It. A, a very unique season. I I don't think, and I kind of hope we won't see a season like it again. Yeah, and on the still on the topic of Man City linking quite nicely with Barca's horrific performance Messi to City potentially potentially yeah him and maybe three other clubs that could afford him in the yeah. world <laughs> it's so as we understand obviously Ronald Koeman's come into Barca yeah um, the rumour is doing the rounds that Barca have placed every single player except five on a on a transfer list so the five they want to keep is Messi, who they consider unsellable, mm-hmm. Mark Andre to Stegen, who got to be said one of the best keepers yeah, in the very world good right now, um, Ricky Pig. God, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I should refer to him as the Pig. Sure. <laughs> um, Ansu Fati, two players for the future, definitely. Yeah. And so I believe it's Griezmann. Uh, possibly, yeah. I, I I haven't seen that list to be honest. That, that's news to me. This is this was um, circulated through BBC Sport. So, if someone wants to go to do some digging, confirm that you you can. I can't find it. Yeah, well, it's uh, on there. It's probably fairly reliable. Yeah. But, uh... Um, but despite being considered unsellable, uh, Kuman has told Messi that his privileges are gone. Um, yeah. And with that, he's he wants to leave yeah and there's been all this talk about contract clauses and break clauses of mm. he says he can leave for a free transfer at the end of the last season but uh, did, is it like the date of the end of last season because obviously we're yeah. extended through lockdown it's it's um, all a bit of a financial La, La Liga, mess the La Liga officials have come out and said that Messi's release clause is still active yeah. 700 million pounds is his release clause that has been recently confirmed within the last few hours that Messi did not turn up to 
training yeah. for Barca today. Um, yeah, I think they had their first fitness tests. And COVID testing, um, he didn't turn up. So it may seem that... It, it seems to be that there's every year there's... Um, a rumour like that a rumor Messi, Messi going is going else, to yeah. leave that usually is resolved in him getting a better contract. Yeah, usually. But um, how much do you is there a little sneaking suspicion this might be a ploy for more money? Knowing I don't think so. I mean, how much more money can they give him? Like, I believe he's he's probably the highest paid player in the world. I would have thought. I maybe. believe he's on ninety million a year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is about money. I think. You know, for someone like him who's been at Barcelona almost his entire life, who's given so much to the club, it's probably a case of he's took them to the highest point and now, after the Bayern Munich result, he probably doesn't think they're going to get back to the same level in by the end of his career, I, I would suspect. I think they're going to take a, a couple of years to rebuild. Yeah. So I think for him it's probably he wants to go somewhere else, maybe test himself in another country and win some more trophies yeah I mean Paul Merson has come out and said that he's not the best player in the world anymore and it's a massive risk for any club to sign him for as much money as Barca want because he's not his his best days are gone do you agree with that statement by Merson I mean I, th- I think he he is past his peak but his peak is the best player arguably of all time so he's still I think in the top three top five players in the world quite comfortably so yeah. I think it'd be a great signing for anyone and we are talking about financial fair play earlier and the finances of football I think a club that can afford that money can afford for him to not be the best player in the world like they can just throw that money at him because of how good he is yeah. even if you want to argue like an Mbappe or a Lewandowski or someone would be better off yeah I mean we've also got to talk about the Messi effect I'm also reading just now that um, because of Lionel Messi wanting to leave that some top targets at Barcelona for Barcelona have on their shortlist don't want to come to Barca. Um, Lautaro Martinez, plays for Inter Milan, has been recently linked with Barcelona. And upon hearing that Messi's hand in transfer request, it appears he's, he wants to stay with Inter or something, not, not, move, to Barcelona. not move to Barcelona. So do you think... Um, I, I can definitely see that. I think but, uh, Messi is a big draw to Barcelona. Yeah. Especially when you look at who else is in their team they still are like great players but yeah. I think if he leaves they certainly will be significantly weaker and I don't yeah. think they really have a ready made replacement anywhere that they can go out and get so I, you know I can definitely see Barcelona not being as appealing but maybe that's a good thing for Barcelona maybe they need to go back to their roots of you know developing young players rather than going out and signing players like Griezmann for huge fees maybe yeah. it'll help the club overall Players like Griezmann and Coutinho, Braithwaite, yeah, haven't. I mean, Braithwaite maybe not so much, but certainly Griezmann and Coutinho haven't really worked out. No. Except Coutinho scoring two against Barca. Yeah, perhaps the ultimate insult and sign that a transfer's yeah. gone wrong if a player scores twice against you. Yeah, that that's. I mean, that must have been some com- or rather lack of confidence in the player to say he to loan him out to a European rival. And to say he can also play against you. Yes, it's a huge oversight. Or yeah, I don't, I don't know why they would ever allow that to happen. But um, I mean, with Coutinho, it's interesting because of him obviously coming back on loan. Everyone thought they were going to sell him. as rumours of him going to Arsenal or maybe even back to Liverpool. I don't think that would happen. But mm. if Messi leaves, maybe that is room for someone like Coutinho to step in 
he's certainly got the ability to do it. We've seen we've seen yeah, him do it at Liverpool. He's a great player. Yeah. And I mean he has a similar style to Messi. I don't think he is anywhere near as good. No. But um maybe but they'll have him be like the new main man. For certainly allowed years. that free role that Messi sometimes operates in. He could do it. He could certainly yeah, be someone you could build a, a really team around. Player. Yeah, of course. But um in terms of Messi I think I think he will be off. Yeah. It's just a case of where well, yeah. what's your kind of thoughts? Where do you think it will go? <sighs> well, Man City would be the obvious one. He's worked with Pep before and yeah. under Pep, obviously in the prime of his career and the most influential team I remember. That yeah. Well, I think they, that style of play got introduced to attack and everyone tried it. The best team in the world for a couple oh, of years. Oh, comfortably. Um, yeah. And if you look at it, they you know not just just to say how good Barca were. That Barca core was the exact same core that the Spanish national team that won three international trophies back to back to back. Yeah, it was exact almost exactly the same team with just some other pl- players dotted mm-hmm. in. So that was, it was such a great team. Um, mm-hmm. So you could see that happening there, and I also think that if he does go to City, you could see. Ronaldo back to United for competition. <laughs> uh, I think maybe that's. A, I don't know. That's, that's uh, a dream, isn't it? I, I, it's. It would be interesting to see that battle in the Premier League because Ronaldo, we already know, did it in England. Yeah, he did it. He's done it in Spain, and he's, he's done it. Kind I'm, of doing it. In Italy. I'm hesitant to say he's done it in Italy because you don't go looking for a new challenge and then go to a team that's already winning everything. Yeah. Um. It's. If the team can already win it, I don't see as much of a chance. I'm hesitant to say he's done it in Italy. He's not been, certainly not been at the peak of his powers, but I think he's about 30, he's 35 now as well, I want to say 34. Yeah, he's, something like that. He's definitely, I mean, he's still, like we said, one of the top players in the world. Yeah, he's certainly top five. Yeah, yeah. You know, him and Messi have operated on such a high level for the last 10 years. Yeah. So it's it would be hard to count them out, but... It would be interesting to see a battle between those two. Yeah, well, perhaps more interesting. So, a nice thing about would be maybe Messi teaming up with Ronaldo at Juventus. I, I mean, I, I yeah. don't. I've heard they probably don't have the finances to afford him. That well, there were rumours at PSG. Um, we're going to go in for Messi and Ronaldo, um, which may see Neymar, Neymar leave. Yeah, but if you look at Bas. Um, PSG potentially playing almost a four-two-four. Whether yeah, you're looking at Ronaldo and Mbappe through the middle with Messi and Neymar on the wings. No one would ever want to come up against that. No, I don't think anyone could really stop that either. No, you you wouldn't. You, you that would be dangerous. Some rumours don't know how credible they are that Pep maybe to PSG as well. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think everything kind of hinges on where Messi ends up. So he goes to Man City, obviously Pep won't leave and mm. he'll really try and get a couple of years out of him and try and win the Champions League. Yeah. But um, personally speaking, I'd either like him to go to Juventus and team up with Ronaldo Yeah. or go to somewhere like Man City just so we can watch him in the Premier League. Yeah. You know, kind of selfish. Cause it's, but that's why I want to see him play. It's He does have to answer the question though, doesn't he, Messi? Can he do it on the wet Wednesday night in Stoke? 
Well, we need Stoke to get promoted first. Um, <laughs> There's always the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to give it to Burnley and do it. Um, yeah, but no, I, I think everyone. There's always been that question of, oh, can, can Messi do it in the Premier League? He probably can. Let's see him yeah. do it. Let, got to let him. At yeah. least give him a go. Yeah. Let's see, let's see it just for one or two years. Well, sort of rounding up now, but most recent news we can't not talk about it. Harry Maguire. Yeah. Trying his hand at boxing, apparently. Yeah, or boxing, bribery, and everything in between. Yeah. Um, so f- what we know is, or what is believed, is that Maguire was involved in an incident with some fans of a rival club who were, first of all, chanting at him and giving him some quite sickening abuse. Um, and then his sister was appro- approached by two men who injected her in the arm with something. We don't know what. Yeah. so we're not going to comment on that at which point a fight broke out and when the police started to get involved Maguire had supposedly attacked the police started um, trying to use his influence as Manchester United captain to bribe them um, of course found guilty of assaulting a police of uh, police officers um, is now appealing yeah found guilty very quickly <laughs> yes it was a rather quick trial wasn't it um, since then, Maguire has been dropped from the Nations League squad with Connor Cody brought in to um, replace him. We'll get on to that in a minute. But what are your thoughts on the Maguire case? Yeah, I mean, it's unusual. It doesn't often happen um, nowadays when there's so much scrutiny of everything a footballer does. Yeah, It's very rare for something like this to actually happen. But, um, I mean, it's hard to say for, for like what actually did happen. So, you know, we weren't there. Yeah. With one side saying one thing, one side saying the other. You know, it's it is what it is. I hope yeah. they can come to some kind of conclusion. I guess. Yeah. You don't want him to be in prison because no, it's kind of strange and I don't know. It's it's weird. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to think of it. To be honest, it's it's, it's I mean, you you've got to say that any person who saw a family member or something like have something injected to them and it's believed she fainted quite quickly after being injected. You do the same thing in that situation. Yeah, especially. I mean, you don't know if he's maybe been out drinking as well. You know, he's yeah. had a couple of beers. You know, maybe not thinking as Harry Maguire, the captain of Man United, he's thinking of Harry Gu- Harry Maguire. My sister's just been injected or something. I've got to yeah. help her. You know, it's. I you know we you don't know if that happened, but you got to hope that you know he was just doing what he thought was in the best interest of his family. Yeah, and not just being an arsehole. Um, so um, we'll eagerly wait to see how that turns out. Um, been me as I say previously. Um, Connor Cody drafted into the English squad to replace him. Yeah, he's had a solid season with Wolves. Yeah, he's a, he's a decent player for Wolves. Yeah, I um, think he'll do a decent job for England. He's yeah. not dissimilar to the kind of more traditional centre back like Harry Maguire. Where he's going to come in, he's going to win headers, and he's going to be a, be a bit of a leader at the back. And his, his distribution is quite good as well, which does help England's system. Yeah, definitely. Um, Especially if they go and play free at the back. Yeah, we have seen England centre-halves who we want them to distribute the ball. Maguire can do it. John Stones can do it at times. I yeah. stress at times. Um, but if we look forward to the Nations League, uh, England play Iceland at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Um how do you think they're going to do? Iceland obviously uh, um, haven't played since yeah, this is that the, game. The, the rematch. Um, you know, I mean, 
you'd, you'd expect England to win. Yeah. But we expected that at yeah. the Euros. So, um, Iceland are also without Sigurdsson and Goodmanson. Yeah. Who have chosen to stay with their club teams and prepare for the new season. Just a quick thought on that. Do you think that's acceptable from an international footballer? Um, or is... I mean, it depends on the footballer. Um, you know, I think most players would want to play for their country as much as possible, but you don't know. It's it's like a weird year, unlike any other. Yeah. And um, maybe they're just really concerned that they won't be in the first team picture of their club and they just want to make sure that they yeah. are. And if it's the Nations League as well, I mean, you wouldn't expect Iceland to really go that far. No. But as you said, we've already seen a season full of shocks. You just think maybe do they would they want to take that chance, or is it? Do you think there's also the the travel risk? Is, yeah, definitely. Is there, like, yeah, there? there's the whole going international and yeah, maybe having to quarantine or getting infected. You know, all yeah. that is a big concern for them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've, I think they'll be all right without them. To be fair, I think the way Iceland play that it's more about organisation and yeah, you know, it's it's not about the the individuals. And then England play again on Tuesday, the 8th of September, uh, quarter to eight against Denmark. Yeah. Um, I mean, Denmark have got some good players. You know, Ericsson yeah. and I think Holberg. Yeah, Holberg's um, recently Hoiberg, signed for Spurs. Signed for Spurs. Um, but again, you would expect, probably hope that England would win that match. Yeah. Uh, there is reasonable. I think Denmark on their day could play some decent football. You would look at certainly England's attacking lineup. Over the recent recent uh, year or so, yeah, like Harry Kane, Sterling, Sancho, Foden in the squad. Mm -hmm. Um, Were you surprised to see no Grealish? Because we all saw that Ainsley Maitland-Niles was called up. Yeah, he was called up to replace Rashford. Was it? I believe so. Yeah, Um, which you would have thought that Grealish would maybe be the more natural replacement. Yeah, because he plays his position. You're coming in off the left. Or maybe even playing as a ten, but more likely coming off the left. Yeah. Um. So that was a bit surprising, you know. Maitland Niles is more of a, more of a utility player. I think yeah. it's fair to say he's a good player. Yeah, he certainly looked impressive at Arsenal for the last month or two. Yeah. But, do you think he was the first choice there, or do you think it should have been um, Grealish? If it, if it was you, it was down to you, would you have Grealish in that squad? If, um, if Rashford was out, I probably would have, because I think he yeah. fits into that role. A lot better and Maitland Niles will probably play somewhere else yeah but um, personally I I do think Grealish is a good player but I think there are better players than him right now in that England squad yeah and, and I think maybe he needs to go and perform a little bit better for me personally before he's in that team yeah do you think with Grealish it's a case of he needs to, he's shown he can do it at Villa and he can be Villa's main man does he need to go to a bigger team a top six team and show he can do it there um, potentially, but I mean, I mean, Gareth Southgate. There's Phillips, isn't it, from Leeds? Yeah, it's called Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips. Um, who's in the squad? Obviously, I know Leeds are, are a big team, but they're not a yeah. top six team. Yeah. So I'm not sure if there is that big club bias. I just think, I don't know. I just think I need more to see more from Grealish. Yeah. Personally. So do you think there's an element of a big fish in a small pond? At Villa, yeah. saying so, that Villa is still a big club historically. Yeah. Um, but do you think? Yeah, he needs to go and prove it at someone like potentially. The elite clubs. I think he just he's like ten percent away from being in that England squad. I think yeah. he just needs to take his game out up to the next level yeah. consistently and be scoring more goals and getting more assists. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. I think he's 
23, 24. Maybe, yeah. So he's still got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think we'll we'll see him in that squad eventually. I think he's unfortunate as well that his sort of he's rose to prominence in the Villa side at the same time that Sterling is electric. Sancho has come through the ranks yeah. so impressively. Foden really emerged this season. Yeah. I mean Rashford, Rashford moved to the left as well. Greenwood. Yeah. Kane obviously through the middle was hard to move at the moment. Yeah, he's definitely... I mean, I almost wonder if you could fit him into the centre midfield more. Mm. So that's maybe one area that England could do with a, a creative yeah. player. Well, they did try that Mason Mount, didn't they? But he he had the tendency to drift out to that left-hand channel, which squeezed out Sterling. Yeah. So there's always the risk of playing a sort of a wide attacking midfielder through the middle, so they tend to drift. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. But... Um, yeah. I think we'll see him in there eventually. It's just yeah. maybe a couple of squads time. Well, having just said about Grealish, it's now just been announced that he's been called up into the English squad to replace, I believe, Harry Winks. Yeah, so, so we were just talking about maybe he'll fit into a more central role. And if he's replacing someone like Winks, maybe he will. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we were wrong, but also right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see him soon. We, but... we didn't realise that it would be that soon. Yeah, ten minutes after we yeah. started talking about him. Um, do you think then, with him coming in to replace Winks, do you think he's going to be a starting character um, in England's lineup, or do you think he's Potentially, be I think he'll, he'll probably be cover. And um, yeah. I know we're talking about him playing centrally, but I think maybe with Maitland-Niles in there as well. He might put Maitland Niles into the middle and then have Grealish to come off the wing, maybe. That's yeah. sort of the, the cover for that area. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think a lot of people will be happy because a lot of people want him in the yeah. squad. And... There's been a lot of talk around him, isn't there? Yeah, including been... here, just now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's been talking about it, and yeah. rightly or wrongly, he's in the squad now. And Yeah, well, it's, it'd be difficult. I mean, to say that Villa, you know, they narrowly escaped relegation. Uh, thank you, Hawkeye. Yeah, quite literally, by. Not even millimetres by a goal um, error. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they arguably shouldn't be in the Premier League. But, yeah, uh, to to get in the England squad, fantastic achievement. Yeah, it's great for him on a personal level. Obviously, he's got his history with the uh, Republic of Ireland and yeah. all that. But maybe that's for other people to talk about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sure personally he'll be really happy. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure we might see a bit of him over the next two games. Yeah, I think in the squad it'll get a couple of minutes, and yeah. who knows, he might turn into a bit of a Ross Barkley where he just turns up for England. Yeah, I've seen plenty of players like Townsend. Townsend used to do as well, it. Barkley yeah. does it. Is it a shame that Harry Winks is out? Yeah, I like Harry Winks. He's a good player. Yeah, he, um, still, still again, young player. Sort of goes under the radar a bit, but does talented centre mid, central midfielder. Yeah, he's got a lot of quality. Um, but you know, I, th- I think with Grealish coming in, it's probably as good. Yeah, yeah, and whatever's up with Harry Winks, hope it's all okay, and it's just a yeah. Ho- hopefully, not. it's just like a precautionary one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, first show back. We have come to the end. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back, and hopefully, so everyone's going to keep safe, and let's. Net got the new season to look forward to. Plenty of football to be played. Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of it. It's all yeah. going to be squeezed in this year. Yeah, it's going to be non-stop football for the next year and a half. Got the Euros to yeah, got... rescheduled Euros to come back in. Yeah, still Euros twenty twenty though. Yeah, that, that's still the branding, even though it's in a different year. It's all right. It's football. You know they can't organise anything. <laughs> of course not. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed. Please join us again next time. 
We'll catch you later. Yep, see you later.